Hey, everybody, welcome back. It is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And we are very excited. You can see uh, all five. The band is all back together, as they say. Uh, We're all here tonight. It's our season preview. We will be looking ahead at uh, what we think the Steelers will do, not only this coming week in Cincinnati, but for the entire season. Where do they finish? why they finished there. Uh, plus, we'll take a stab at our predictions for uh, all the division winners, wild cards, and eventual Super Bowl teams. And You know, we'll talk a little bit, too, about uh, T.J. Watt, maybe his chances to repeat as Defensive Player of the Year. What about Rookies of the Year? We've got a couple of uh, good offensive rookie possibilities there. Um, obviously, things have to go right for Kenny Pickett. And by right, who knows what that means. Uh, but yeah, lots of things here. And uh, so so welcome, everybody. It looks like Ian uh, is is with child right now. So he's he's Partially. there. And uh, oh, yeah, there we go. And yeah. uh, uh, Scarps going with the very educated look tonight. No ball cap uh, in the spectacles. Uh, They're blue light glasses. So <laughs> my eyes are bothering me. I, I, I don't should be wearing mine too, as as a matter of fact. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody's good, and uh, uh, you know the the season is upon us, as they say. Um, the Steelers will open, of course, in Cincinnati on Sunday. It's a one o'clock game, and uh, as most of you know in the listening audience, uh, the Steelers don't ever leave the. Uh, Eastern time zone this year. And uh, that's fantastic for a number of reasons. Plus, I believe they have a lot of one o'clock games, which is also uh, uh, very well received most of the time, too. So let's get into this. Um, I am a gentleman, first and foremost, and that means I start with the young lady. Um, Ellie, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you for the start of the NFL season? Oh, a 10. Easily. I love I love football season. It feels like a fall. It's like it has to happen. It's the perfect thing as football season. I love it. Outstanding. And and how how would you compare it to um, English football? I mean, obviously, you know, the season there starts a little bit earlier. Do you have that same level of excitement, or are you just much more of an American football person now? Much more of an American football person. That soccer oh, uh, is. Go- so long i lose track of what's happening i hardly watch any games i'm a terrible brit i really am <laughs> well you make some good points though because it does go forever it, it does. i mean the season ends and they start it right back up again yeah. um which obviously for a fan is great but <clears throat> I, I totally get it uh scarps what's what's your excitement level and obviously you you have a different perspective you've You've been there on the end where you're part of the organization and and the start of the season probably means even more work on your load, but you're a fan now, you know, so you got to be pretty excited. Yeah, I'd I'd go with a 7.8, something like that. 7.8. He's he's scoring gymnastics, apparently. Uh, Well, but you, Sherman Judge, gave him some low marks in one of his his – those damn communists, yeah. I tell you, yeah. every time. Seven, seven eight. Uh, okay. One of those right. categories was, was marked low. 
excited. Just a compression. Ian, where are you on this? Are you pretty excited for the season? I'm I'm pretty excited with some tentativeness. I mean, you know, yes. for the last two decades, essentially, we've known what we had with Ben Roethlisberger, but there's a bit of an unknown, which in some respects is exciting and in some respects is nerve wracking because, you know, the difference in the NFL, well, I guess they play 17 games now, but the difference in a normal NFL season between six and 10 and 10 and six is not that much. Yeah. So I guess you could say between, you know, six and 11 and 11 and six or you know, seven and 10 and 10 and seven. Now that we play 17 games, whatever you want to say, you know, the difference between winning and losing in the NFL is not that much. Um, so it's exciting. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm, I'm somewhere around like a, an eight or a nine just with that little bit of trepidation, but it'll be fun too. Yeah. I, I, I like the way you phrase that uh, uh, excited, but a little trepidation. I get that. Uh, Mr. Ben Anderson, welcome back after your week hiatus. Uh, where, where's your excitement level? I'm I'm psyched. I mean, yeah, for a number of reasons. You know, there are people that I I'm looking forward to seeing that I pretty much my relationship revolves around the Steelers. When I see them, it's because yeah. the Steelers are playing. So, um, I'm psyched about that, and you know, it's football season. I'm excited about football season. Um, I'm not maybe as optimistic as as some of the sunshinier people are about this season. Yeah. Like Ian, who was telling me yesterday that, you know, Mitch Trubisky's absolutely going to be a pro bowler. Oh, boy. But, you know, I, uh, I'm i not – I'm just not there, not quite there yet. Uh, there are still questions at quarterback and offensive line that uh, give me reason for pause. Absolutely. I, I'm I'm in that 7, 8, 9 area with a little bit of that trepidation. And, and as Ian pointed out, you know, the fact that there's no Ben Roethlisberger is just weird. Uh, it, it, it's been so long and, you know, love him, hate him, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's been there 18 years. Um, but I'm excited too. I'm excited to see Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, uh, or Mason. Okay. Maybe not. Um, but you know what I mean? I'm just excited for the new year and to get things rolling. And, and obviously, uh, the NFL kicking off tonight out in LA. So we are, we are definitely underway and, um, the NFL has scheduled us for a pretty brutal opener. We have to go to Cincinnati where years ago, guys, we would have been like, all right, going to Cincinnati. This, yeah. this should be a W right here. Uh, well, not so much anymore. They, they put a, a pretty good whipping on us in two games last year. Of course, they went to the Super Bowl and and were literally uh, a few a few plays away from perhaps uh, getting rings tomorrow or uh, on Sunday. So um, it's going to be a challenge, and uh, I, I think we need to kind of examine, break down exactly what we're looking for coming up on Sunday. So you know, Ellie, what what is it you really are something you're you're focusing on seeing on Sunday uh, in Cincinnati? Um, I mean, I take every division rival game more seriously just because I think even somewhat, you know, we, we've kind of joked in the past about how we've always been a three-horse race in the AFC mm -hmm. North. But even so, I think those games will be difficult to win because it's still very competitive. So I take them seriously. And as a result, I think this one, I'm looking at it and thinking this is a, this is a tough game. Yeah. So if I'm looking at things, regardless of whether it's 
with winning in mind or not, although always I want the team to win. What I really am hoping to see is cohesiveness on the offensive side of the ball. That would at least give me some indication that we're moving in the right direction. Obviously, in the preseason, we saw some major issues um, Mm -hmm. with the O-line. I'm not anticipating us coming out and just having this incredible start um, and surprising everyone I think it's going to be a hard game regardless of score um in order for me to feel at least kind of comfortable moving into and beyond I would love to see some kind of indication that there has been progression made on that side of the ball that makes total sense I, I obviously Many fans would hear, oh, well, you just want to see improvement or progression. You're not worried about wins and losses. What kind of fan are you? Well, mm-hmm. you got to be a realistic fan. And and you, you summed it up perfectly with what you saw in the preseason. Yeah. And you'd like to see it a little better in the regular season. And if the yeah. wins come with that, then great. Exactly. Of course I want to win. And I'm always yeah. hoping to win. And even if it's a scrappy win, I'll take it. But I, I really would also like to see. I'm thinking 17, you know, 17 games this season, a longer season. I, I really want to see reasons to have hope every week, not yeah. hope for a surprise win like we did, sort of like in the 2020 season, where each win felt like years <laughs> off your life. I, I want to <laughs> yeah, more it, it, foundational, I guess. I know. I get it. I get it. Totally agree. Uh, Scarpino, what are you looking for on Sunday? What, what, what's, you know, we can get into the keys. We can talk about any of the stuff you want to about how to win this football game. But what, what are you looking for on Sunday in uh, the Queen City? I'm going to switch it up here. Um, I'm, I, I, th- I think this game is actually more about the Bengals than it is the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because uh, Cincinnati obviously – uh, hadn't been successful for a long time. They won three playoff games last year, you know, only lost in the Super Bowl by a possession. That place is going to be fired up. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing too is that, you know, the Bengals were 10 and seven last year. Um, they, you know, they weren't 13 and four, they weren't 12 and five Good or point. so on. Um, so I think that they think that they have a lot to improve on. And I, I think they've gotten better at, at positions. Um, Obviously, I, I think that they probably wish they could have gotten a long-term deal with Jesse Bates done, but you know we'll see what happens with that next year. But he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look at that as their offense is really good, their defense is really good. Um, our defense, we think, is going to be pretty good, but their offense again is pretty good, and then our offense, we have no idea. So, yeah. um, I think that they want to destroy us. Uh, in every in, in all three phases of the game, mm-hmm. to sh- not only show that last year was not a fluke, um, but the past you know twenty years in the AFC North were just a product of the Steelers being better, and now the Bengals uh, are set on not being the little brother anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well put. I like the the comparisons, the offense and defense, uh, Ian. Where are you going with this on Sunday? Yeah, so the Bengals did what the Steelers should have done this offseason, which was completely rebuild their entire offensive line. Um, I think only one starter from last year is back with them uh, on their O-line. But that being said, it's a new O-line. And, you know, when you rebuild in free agency, you're kind of picking off the scrap heap. So you don't really know what you're going to get. 
And, and week one is always weird, right? In theory, the Steelers have been able to prepare for this game since the schedule came out in March. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, five months of preparation or April, I guess it came out, you know, yeah. whatever, five months of preparation for this first game. Um, you know, so our defensive line is better than the Bengals offensive line. The Bengals defensive line is better than our offensive line. Um, I think the biggest difference I see in this game is that the Bengals have players at wide receiver and really I'll say all their offensive skill players. Cause I'll count Joe Mixon too. Mm-hmm. The, the Bengals have players at their offensive skill positions that are capable of turning short plays into big plays. That was the big difference in their playoff run. You saw Jamar chase, catching 15 yard passes and turning them into 60 yard touchdowns just by running through the chief secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that the, the Bengals have guys that can make those big plays. And we saw a little bit of it out of Deontay Johnson. We've seen flashes of it as a rookie from Chase Claypool, but didn't really see it at all last year. Um, don't really know quite what we have yet in George Pickens as far as in-game goes. We've seen a lot of him in practice, saw yeah. a little bit in the preseason. Um, and you know, Najee Harris, I love the guy, but he's not doesn't have game-breaking speed. He has mm-hmm. he has pounding ability, he has short area quickness, but he doesn't have game-breaking speed. Right. He's not a threat to take it 80 yards to the house. So, you know, I think that to me is the biggest difference in the game that the Bengals offense can turn any play into a touchdown, whereas we have to kind of work our way down the field a little bit more. Um, and, and I think that's where I see the big difference in this game, that I think the Bengals get a couple easy touchdowns, maybe on, you know, a missed tackle or a blown coverage or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I got a little into the analysis side. I know you wanted high level okay. to start. That's fine. But, um, you know, I think I think that's the, the real difference in the game. I think, you know, we both have really good defensive lines. Um, and the Bengals also, in the preseason, didn't start a lot, didn't play a lot of their starters. Burrow, although Burrow had an appendectomy. He did have the appendectomy, yeah. He didn't play. Jamar Chase didn't play. So they might be a little bit rusty. And kind of like last year against the Bills, you know, the Bills starters didn't play in the preseason last year. We came out and ran a bunch of stunts and twists on the defensive line and, you know, really confused the Bills offensive line last year in the first game. So, so we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, I think I think both defensive lines have an advantage over the offensive lines. The real question for Cincinnati is how much did their O line improve over last year when it was a disaster? Yeah, and 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 we'll find out right away because yeah. we I, know I think, ours didn't. So, right. <laughs> uh, yes, that's a drum we'll be beating. I think for the next seventeen weeks, uh, Ben, you you've said several times just in uh, chats. I think you've said it on the podcast just in passing, but you you don't have a very good feeling about this game at all uh, for the Steelers. Um, I, I mean, what what are the reasons for that, and uh, can the Steelers overcome any of it? The Steelers need to run the ball and stop the run, and then they need to stop Jamar Chase. Install a little bit of my thunder here. But long story short, they got to stop Jamar Chase. If they can stop him, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they don't have anybody who can stop Jamar Chase. So they better be really, really good at rushing the passer on Sunday in order to counter that. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. I mean, I mean, really good, like getting yeah. there in two, two and a half seconds. Yeah, quick. well, he's yeah, he and, and Burrow gets the ball up quick, and, yeah. and as was pointed out by by all of you, uh, so Chase can, I can easily I just him. I don't think 
you know, on top of that, and we've we discussed this before amongst the group of us that yeah, the, the crowd is gonna be hyped. They they regularly got their ass kicked by the Steelers, especially in Cincinnati yes. for decades. Yep. The Steelers' record in Cincy versus the Bengals was better than the record at home. Yeah, which was also yeah. outstanding, but it was even better away. So they just they regularly got their asses kicked, and yeah, they're going to be fired up. They're going to want to win it for their fans. Their fans hate the Steelers. Yep. I don't think we hate them nearly as much as we as they hate us, but you know that's fine. Boy, now there's a topic. Serious. Yeah, I'm serious. I don't, no, I, I, I don't agree think, with you. I don't think. I mean, you know, things could change over mm-hmm. time here. Um, even when when they had all those knuckleheads in the backfield there that were that were taking cheap shots and all that shit, I didn't. Even then, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. Fucking Bengals. Who gives a shit? You know, yeah. when's Baltimore playing? Right. It still never rose to the level of Ravens or never. Browns in my book. I mean, um, especially the Ravens. Right. You know, so right. I I think they really hate us, their fans. Um, and that's fine. Um, you know, maybe they should. If I got my ass mm-hmm. kicked that often for that many years, I'd probably hate that team, too. And the Bengals yeah. are more talented. And especially Jamar Chase, man. I mean, that guy. He's a stud. There's no two ways about sick. it. Yeah. It's sick, and that that is the difference. And if they can find some way to stop that guy, they'll be fine. But I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, before we we get on to a little more specifically of the game. Let me just uh, once again refer to our friends at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly when you place a five dollar bet this sunday that's code tppn only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl and that's another wonderful thing quite frankly about college football the nfl being back is is wagering and scarps i know you don't do any of that um (laughs) you you hate you hate those parlays especially um yeah yeah uh you, you you've gone cold turkey you on the wagon now no hey, man I, that was the old me you're not that was the old uh, me the old me he's turned over a new leaf everyone he's turned over <laughs> a new leaf. um I, I don't we've talked about it a lot on this show and i don't want to uh, kill it too much more than we need to but there was a a, a very weird situation this week when the Steelers draft, or excuse me, the Steelers depth chart came out and it, it listed Mason Rudolph as the second, Kenny Pickett as the third. And, and... Scarf got so excited. He was giddy. <laughs> and, and I told you guys. It, it, it led, for those of you that, that either are on Twitter or not, it led actually to Steelers Twitter uh, trending. Okay. Just the phrase Steelers Twitter was trending. Because people were going literally ape shit over over this, so 24 hours later, uh, we we find out. Oops, there was a clerical error, um, and, and it's actually supposed to be Kenny Pickett as the backup and Mason uh, as the third guy. Uh, Ellie, at the end of the day, did they get it right? I mean, obviously they got it right, but I mean, from your point of view, is that the way it should have been anyway? Um, probably, yes. Um, I, I'm sure clerical errors happen. I can't remember the last time I ever remember that happened before. But yeah, I suppose theory, yes, they, they have it right now. Um, I, I think it would say a lot if you 
expend your first round draft pick and then put him third um, on the lineup, on the depth mm-hmm. chart, I suppose mm-hmm. that does, that's saying something. And I certainly don't feel that he played like a third string QB in the preseason. Um, so I, I do feel they've made the right choice now. Now, uh, Ryan, you never once uh, in your time with the Steelers organization made a mistake. I mean, obviously, you 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 know what happens when not that like bad. This, no, no. When when something like that goes down, it's it's pretty chaotic and and it sucks. But uh, be that as it may, um, I, I wrote a, a a piece today uh, for for the website steelcityblitz.com. Shameless plug. Um, did you about copy Mason and Rudolph. paste it from a previous article? I, well, actually, I, I, I did not. Um, well, anyway. Uh, where You know what? And, and I just I wrote it because uh, I think Mason Rudolph has handled himself, as we've all said, whether we like him as a player or not, he's handled himself very well. And I, I thought, okay, let's just kind of go back through a list of things that this guy has been through. Uh, from from you know no quarterback coach to to getting knocked out by the Ravens the the goofy uh, you know helmet with no face mask look uh, you know then Miles Garrett I mean it just it was one thing after another for this guy and I don't know that we ever really gave him a fair shot and and Ryan you you supported him um, I, I mean put yourself in his position right now uh, w- what's he feeling sitting there as the the third guy. Yeah, I mean, it has to be hard. Um, you know, I, going back to the depth chart, they we talk about getting it right. They got it right because they're starting Mitch. Yeah. Mitch should be the starter. All right. After that, I I really don't care. Um, but when it comes to Mason being the three, then to me, this whole this is another thing. That whole quarterback competition that was all bogus. There was no, there was never a competition. And yeah. and. And I joke, and I, and I'm not necessarily saying I joked on here. Right. Uh, wow, another big play for the Bills. Um, I, I said that Mason's going to start, you know, be first team at OTAs, and I think he was, and like he did, hung around, and I, and you know, I, I give Tomlin credit because I think Tomlin, you know, understood that, like, you know, the, his circumstances, you know, in his in his career and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it just has to be hard for him. Um, but he's, yeah. you know, he's been constantly, you know he's been constantly kicked in the balls for like ever since he was drafted and he just keeps coming back. Um, you know, from starting it off of, we had a third round grade on him, which should have, should have never been said publicly. Um, first and round then, grade. And first then round grade. Yeah. Or sorry. I, sorry. I, I cited that in the article twice. Yeah, first, I, I, that first was the round grade, yep. even though he's a third round pick. Sorry. Um, and then it's just been like one continuous thing after the other. And I said this yesterday that, um, you know, the hit from Earl Thomas, uh, you know, the Miles Garrett game, he was not playing bad before the Earl Thomas hit or even before um, the Garrett game. And even in the Garrett game, Connor got hurt. Juju got hurt. He was throwing to Johnny Holton and Tevin Jones and Jalen Samuels. Like, but whatever, it's what it is. No, I don't think he's a, uh, a great starter. I think he's an okay backup. But the thing is, Steelers fans made it more about football with him. And I don't understand where that came from. Um you know, I, I don't think Ben was the greatest teammate to him. Ben never gave him a stamp of approval. And I do think if Ben would have, that might have helped. But certain Steelers fans made it more about that. And and whether, you know, that's his relationships or his mm-hmm. political views or whatever. Um, 
you know, I just, I don't, I don't think that's how he got a fair shot. He obviously didn't win the job and that's, that's the game of it. But the mm-hmm. personal side of things, I think he's always been treated unfairly. I I wouldn't disagree. I think it's fair. Ian, did they, did they ultimately get it right here? And is this the way it should be? Probably. Yes. Um, I'll say my initial reaction when I saw Mason at number two on the depth chart was that Tomlin trusts Mason more to come into a game if Mitch gets hurt and finish the game than he does pick it. So let's play the hypothetical, right? I know Tomlin doesn't live in his fears and all that. Um, that, you know, let's say we're winning a game and Mitch gets hurt and you want someone to come in and finish off the win. My thought was, okay, Tomlin trusts Mason more to do that than he does Pickett. Mm-hmm. But then the next week, maybe it's Pickett that starts. There's no guarantee that Mason actually starts that next week. But so my thought was really at seeing Mason at number two is that he was the one they trusted more to come in and finish a game. Um, that said, I think ultimately Pickett has the most upside of any quarterback on the roster. He has, um, you know, the the highest ceiling, the most potential we talked about in the preseason. He has that it factor. Um, so I think in the long term, it's the the best thing. Pickett clearly was better than Mason throughout the preseason. Um, so yeah, it's it's the right decision. Um, but you know, I, I talked on the show last week that I thought it was going to be interesting to see with Mitch as the starter who got the second helmet on Sundays, if it was Pickett or if it was Mason, um, you know, and, and then mm-hmm. we'll, looks like it's going to be Pickett. So, yeah, George had a good point in the chat that you put up there on the screen about, you know, having Mason as a number two if Mitch gets hurt because our O-line is so bad. I think that was kind of a common thread on, on Steelers Twitter as well For that, sure. you know, amongst the people that were able to think objectively and logically about it and not just fire off their immediate reaction, which I know it's Twitter. So what the <laughs> heck are those people doing thinking logically about things? But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, ben, I, I'll get your thoughts on that, but then I, I also want you to dive into a little bit about what uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, needs to do on Sunday um, in, in, in order to, get this team i don't want to say a win but get this team a a, a fair and competitive shot at winning okay well first they absolutely got it right okay by putting Pickett at second you do not put mason rudolph who has no future with your team at second at second team because your backup actually gets some reps during the week to prepare for the game and he gets prep he gets preparatory reps with with the ones and the twos versus the scout team you, you spend a first-round pick on this guy, you absolutely want him to get those reps. You don't make him the, the third-team guy. You don't yeah. do that. If, yeah. if you do, you're failing him or he failed you, one of the two. Okay? So that's it. That's first. And, yes, Mitch absolutely won the competition that didn't really exist in the first place, which is why I don't understand why they kept Mason at all. But whatever. <clears throat> Moving on, what, is, what does he need to do? Mitch needs to be efficient. He doesn't necessarily need to, to have the, the explosive plays. But he can't make dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's got to put the ball where his guys can get it and make plays and just be efficient. Be a, a game manager. And, you know, maybe occasionally, occasionally bust something out that's, you know, off script and it converts a third down. But other than that, just stick to the script, roll with it, be the guy. And if he can do that, they got a shot. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Um, I let, let, let's flip it over real quick and just talk defensively. You guys all kind of mentioned a little bit about Jamar Chase and, and what's got to be done there. Um, we, we know that 
traditionally TJ Watt has not always been him himself on the road, himself on the road, I should say. Um, with with such a lack of depth, I mean, you know, Ryan, how big is he going to have to be on Sunday? Is he going to have to make a splash player too? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to ask more of him, but uh, yeah, that's a good I, point. I have said this though. Uh, he has 50 career sacks at home, 22 career sacks on the road. He has two career sacks in five games at Cincinnati. Um, last year in the second half of, of the season, when it came to road games, he struggled. He didn't have a sack in the Minnesota game, the Cincinnati game, or the Chiefs game. Um, again, defense, reigning defensive player of the year, but, I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. going to have to be um, – oddly enough, he has four career picks. They're all on the road. He's going to have to do so- – <laughs> He's gonna have to do something because I don't. I I really really don't know what to expect from this offense. So Ellie, he, if I he, he did yeah. have a nice game week one last year away. He did. Yes, uh, and it's week one. So, it can happen. Fingers crossed. Yep. Right. Amen. Um, Ellie. Besides T.J. Watt, I, I mean, I mean, is there one other defender that you are looking at and saying, "Hey, you, I need to have a big game for you right now." Just you. Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick. Wow. I would, okay. Um, you know, he's just been paid. And mm. I think with what we can only hope is a more successful, I think on the drawbacks, and I saw a lot of people talking about with Minka last year, and I, I hope I'm like wording this correctly, is a, a lot of it was to with people um, having issues on what appeared to be regression from him last season was actually the fact that he was playing too many roles, filling too many spots. Um, so this season, what I want to see is him being able to play his part and only his part as effectively as possible. That's the person I'm thinking of for Sunday. Oh, that makes perfect sense in my book. Uh, Ryan, defensively, who needs to be the guy? If it's not, if it's not TJ or Minka. Oh my God! I can't believe I'm going to say this. <laughs> oh Devin, boy, Devin Bush Jr. <laughs> if there was a friggin' moment when this dude could say, "You know what? I am worthy of that first round selection," um, because again, Joe Mixon's a really good running back. We also got they got Hayden Hurst, uh, who's a really good tight end. Yep. Um, and they got those playmakers. There is no room for error. There can't be any missed tackles. There can't be any getting blown off blocks. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you can't handle Hayden Hurst, who's, who's, who's a good football player, yeah. Um, but you're also a first round pick, so step it up. It it it, 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 it step up or or step out at this point for Devin, I think, and we all we all kind of know that. So Ian, we've talked Watt, we've talked Minko, we've talked Devin Bush. So who outside of those three guys needs to step up on Sunday defensively? Oh, I'm not hearing you, Ian. Larry Ogunjobi. Larry Ogunjobi. TJ's going to get doubled. Cam's going to get doubled. So Ogunjobi's going to have a lot of single teams on, you know, single team blocks. And if he can beat those and do what he does best, which is penetrate and get into the backfield, can slow down their outside zone running game. Um, and like Ben talked about earlier, you know, you got to stop the run. You got to stop Jamar Chase. You got to get penetration and force Burrow to throw quickly. And we know TJ can do it. We know Cam can do it. But 
those guys are going to be seeing a lot of blockers coming their way. They're going to see chips. They're going to see double teams. They might see triple teams. Um, you know, Cam saw some triple teams last year. So I think Ogan Joby and Alu Alu is the other guys on that defensive line are really going to have to be the ones to step up and fill those gaps, especially in run defense that were wide open last year. I agree. Totally agree. Makes comments. makes good sense with the double teams. Uh, Watt Hayward. Um, I, I'm going to say Cam Sutton. Um, I think Cam Sutton's got to have a good game. Um, I, I think if he gets jumped down, dumped into the slot, he's going to have to play well there. Um, if he's on the boundary, he's going to have to be good there. Um, it's a lot of pressure on him. And, you know, I could have easily said, what about Levi Wallace, Kello Witherspoon, you know, whoever's lined up across from Jamar Chase. Let's just, maybe that's what I just should have said altogether. But, um, you know, that, that's got to be one of those quarters. Has to come up big um, at, at some point to keep us in this game on Sunday. Um, so I would like to move to the Steelers season. Um, where you think the Steelers are going to finish in 2022. Uh, ben, I'm going to start with you. And uh, just tell me what your record prediction is and, and why. I think they're going to win uh, either eight or nine games. Okay. It's going to be right around that 500 mark, and it's going to be close. And it's going to be rough sledding early, guys. And, you know, people are going to have to be patient this season because the first six games, not every game, but the first six weeks is pretty brutal mm -hmm. by NFL standards. And this is the time of year when the teams you're going against for the most part are healthy 100% and you are too, but if they're better than you are and on paper, at least mm -hmm. most of those teams are better than the Steelers. It's going to be rough. It just is. And people are going to point at Mitch, of course, because tickets behind him and they're going to point at the offensive line because they're not very good. And Tomlin, because they always do that. And the reality is, just that this is still a team that's gelling. They have mm -hmm. not come together yet as a group. Um, you know, defensively, those guys all know each other. I'm not going to give them as many excuses, but the offense is still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And if you can't score points, you can't win games. So at, at nine and eight, let's assume, do you think they make the postseason? Yeah, they'll make the postseason if they win nine games. And because, okay. because, there's this the seventh team, the the additional wild card team. Yep. I mean, as Ian has pointed out numerous times on this show, if they had had a seventh team since Tomlin started coaching, he would have been a playoff. He would have been a playoff uh, guy. He would have been a playoff coach. Excuse me. Every, every single year, yep. every Incredible. year. So my point is that there's going to be one team every year that has no business making the playoffs that makes it. Yeah. And the Steelers, if they win nine games, will be that team. And I I hate to bring it back to this, but the, the first six weeks, if they win two of the games in the first six weeks, I think they'll win nine games total. If they only win one game in their first six weeks, which is I think is entirely possible, the Jets, yep. then they'll only win eight games. So, you know. Yeah, I see. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to be pretty, I'll just tell you. I mean, the second half of the season – you think they're going to we'll, lose to the Browns? Will give us some hope. Uh, I think it's entirely plausible given the Browns running game and the, the fact that the Steelers haven't been able to defend the run in a year and a half. I, yeah. I, it's going to be a different Browns team than what we saw 
in in that home. The Browns' offensive line is very good. Yeah, the Browns' the, running backs are very very good. The, the 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 Browns were toast when they came into Heinz Field last winter. Yeah, they were. I, I, yeah, they got behind and that was it. Um, and they just didn't care. They no, just they were like, no. eh, whatever. Going you, through the motions. Ben for ben, Ben's last game. Yeah, we're just gonna give him a gift. We're gonna half-ass it all the way through. Yeah, blowout in L.A. Yep. And that Earth. that that quarterback was beaten to shit. Shouldn't even have been playing. Yeah, what eight sacks? Is that how many times? No, he was, he was <laughs> fucked up before that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Scarpino, I'm putting you on the spot. What do you got for the Steelers' record? Twenty twenty two. Eight and nine. I'm there. I'm I'm on it. Eight and nine. Tomlin's first losing season. Everything Ben said, brutal first start of the schedule. Okay. Um, I would also say too, and this is this is just me. I the yeah. other guy, the other teams have players and coaches that want to win too. They have off seasons too, they have drafts too, they have preparations too. Um, you know, I I understand the Steelers have been pretty consistent since the early 70s, but you know, that doesn't always mean something. And I I know Tomlin has always been a playoff coach if they had that seventh team. But I think the AFC is loaded this year. It is, and it is. I, I just you know maybe maybe nine and eight gets you in, Ben. I, I'm still going eight and nine, and I okay. think that they will finish last in the in the North. Okay, please send all your hate mail. Oh, to wow, Pizzo. I wouldn't. I wasn't going to say last. I, I think. I think the Browns may finish worse, but okay. Yeah. All right, uh, Miss, Miss Miss Ellie Finnerty, where do you think they finish? Oh, now I feel like too optimistic because I was going to go with 10. You, you go with whatever yes. you think. Follow your heart. Yes. I'm following my heart to 10. 10 but, and 7. 10 and 7. But I absolutely agree with everything Ben said. And it was pretty much what I was going to say about this is a team that is still gel and come together. This is a really hard beginning of the season. And I do think the word of the season should be patience. I think. It is going to be a tough first few weeks and calling for the heads of certain people is only going to result in calling heads of their replacements in a few weeks' time. So just caution people to give people an opportunity to feel this out. Everybody is trying under a new... I think this might be the situation where you maybe realise the lack of Big Ben might be more obvious than maybe we realise. Yeah. And and I'm I'm anticipating that for the first few weeks, going to I, give people that they're due to figure it out. Doesn't mean that I'm going to like egregious errors and such like that, but I'm prepared to to give people some time to figure their stuff out. But I'm going to be optimistic because I always am. And I'm gonna say ten and seven. Ten and seven. Okay, yeah. so we've got we've got three different ones, three different people, three different records. So Ian, uh, you're on the spot now, buddy. Yeah, nine and eight. And we'll move on from that. No, uh, <laughs> why? I, mean, oh, I want to hear why. No, I, yeah, I mean, not, I, yeah, why? I, I think I'm I'm kind of right in the middle of where everyone else yeah. is. Um, you know, I, I my gut says that they're, um, you know, slightly better than 500 team. I think. I, I actually think I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here that they're going to start three and one. They're going to beat the Patriots, Browns, and Jets, but then they're going to lose four in a row to the Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, and Eagles going into the bye week. 
and then coming out of the bye, they beat. They're going to the beat Saints. Bill Belichick. Yeah, Mac Jones sucks. They're, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. Oh. That yeah. Okay, go on. Um, <laughs> okay, so so you go you you go into the bye week three and five. Yeah. Everyone wants Tomlin's head for losing four in a row. Of course. Um, then you come out and beat the Saints at home. That's four wins. Lose to the Bengals. Go win in Indy. Go win in Atlanta, who might be in the mix for the number one pick this year because they're terrible. Um, split with the Ravens down the stretch. Don't know who wins what, but split with the Ravens. There's another win. Okay. Um, so you know now we're up to seven. Carolina sucks. That's eight. There's no friggin' way we're losing to Vegas on the Immaculate Reception Day when they're retiring Franco Harris's number. So that's nine. And then, you know, the last game against Cleveland, who knows? Maybe I me- messed up one of those games and that's a toss up. So there's my nine right there. Okay. I, I, you laid it out. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. uh, I, I get it. And, uh, do you, Ian, have you're already them? drinking the Kool Aid, man. It's, 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 well, do you, do you, though, Ian, do you have them in the postseason at nine and eight? No, I do not. You know, you do really. Not. No, so you have another team winning nine games and getting in? Yes. So, I mean, here's the thing the, the, AFC West is stacked top to bottom, but yeah. all those teams have to play each other twice. So right. I don't think any of those teams are going to finish as good, finish with as good of a record as they should on paper with the quality of their team. Right. So like in theory, on paper, you look at the Chiefs and you're like, this should be an 11 or 12 win team. You look at the Chargers, you're like, this should be a 10 or 11 win team. You look at the Broncos, you're like, this should be a 10 or 11 win team. But they all have to play each other twice, so they're not all going to win double-digit games. Some of them are going to move back to the pack a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, no, I think uh, the AFC is really deep. Um, but I think you got teams like, you know, Cincinnati, who um, is clearly better than Cleveland, and you know, toss up with Baltimore. Um, but I think Cincinnati still gets into the playoffs this year. I don't think they win the division. I think Baltimore does. I think Lamar comes out playing for his contract and has a massive year as much as that pains me to say, but I think Cincinnati gets in, um, you know, I think Denver and LA get in, but don't forget like Indian Tennessee, both get to play Houston and Jacksonville twice who are terrible. Um, you know, that's pretty much four guaranteed wins for those teams right there. Um, New England and, Miami both get to play the Jets twice and play each other. So, uh, you know, I think, I think like Indy, I would put ahead of the Steelers, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Bengals. Are we doing Chiefs. playoff teams later? Yeah, well, we'll I'm get to that. Now. Ian's jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun. I was the Ian last one on this. Too much of that anyway. Steelers Kool Aid already, man. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. All right. There's hey, my playoff teams: Buffalo, Baltimore, more about Tennessee. Can- All right. Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, Kansas City is my division champs. Cincy, yeah. Denver, Chargers is my wild cards, and then Indy, New England, Pittsburgh, and Miami are also in the mix. But it's it's a it's deep, and it's going to come down to tiebreakers. And I have us winning three of our nine games against NFC teams, which hurts you in the tiebreakers. Because yes. you don't win as many conference opponent games. Okay. So there you go. So we've got two nine and eights, a ten and seven, and an eight and nine. Outstanding. All right. Very good. Um what's yours, Mark? Did you say? No, he didn't. Um I I have looked at this thing eight ways from Sunday, and I keep coming back to the offensive line. I cannot see this offensive line winning more than than eight or nine games. I, I just can't. Yeah. Um, I, I think they'll make some plays. I think the defense will will make some plays. 
Um, but I think what's going to happen a lot of times with this team this year, the defense will give them short fields. They'll get a few big plays to get short fields, and we will bog down in the red zone, and Chris Boswell is going to kick 62,000 freaking field goals this year because we just can't run the ball in the red zone. And and so, therefore, I'm going to go, I think it's going to be 8-9. and nine. Um, huh. And so, you know, that'll be the first, the first Tomlin under 500, as everybody knows. Obviously, I want 17 to zero, but Hope I'm um, wrong. but yeah, I mean, I I want to be wrong, um, but I I just I, I just don't see it. I, I you know, and we always lose a couple games that we shouldn't. We always win a couple games that we probably shouldn't. I mean, it's there just na- nature of the beast, um, and that gets me to to right around 500. So, um, well, you know, that, you had talked about know. this before, but Bill Cower used to always say the difference between six and ten and ten and six. Isn't that much? Oh, it's it's you're talking some plays, handful yeah. of plays, uh, quite often, and that so that yeah, that that figures right into to what I'm saying. Um, I just want to mention real quick that we we do have a, a new sponsor as part of uh, working with the Pigskin Podcast Network, and uh, this is a company called Raycon, and uh, Raycon has these brand new everyday earbuds, and right now you can go to buyraycon.com slash tppn today and you get 15 percent off your raycon order that's mm. buyraycon.com slash tppn to score 15 percent off uh buyraycon.com slash tppn i'll tell you two things right now uh they're customizable sound profiles which you don't hear very often it's very cool um and they got the very handy ear earbud tap functions very simplistic type stuff um, so definitely check them out, get the 15% off. They got good prices too. So, um, check that out for sure. All right, let's move into, uh, uh, our playoff teams, our division winners, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, hi Lauren, welcome in Lauren. It's been a little while since we've had Lauren in here and, um, will TPPN live stream Steelers games? I, I assume you're asking, maybe you're, I don't know, Lauren. Are you, are you asking if we will be doing the show during the Steelers games? Is that what you're asking? Go ahead and just type your reply to that in the box there, because I'm not 100% sure. Um, really? And let me see here. That would be fun. There was one service a couple years ago that let you, like, live yes. comment during games. Online. Yes. It was fun. I did it once. Yeah, uh, Matt and I did it several times um, years ago, and it is. It's a blast. I mean, yeah. you, you kind of are constantly, you know, losing track of some things because so much is happening. But, um, no, it was fun. So, uh, hopefully, Lauren will, will chime in here in a second. Um, she's talking about network, uh, if it will I, – Lauren, I don't think so. I, I don't think they have that capability um, just yet. Maybe someday they will. But um, no, I don't think they will. And we're, we're going to keep our, and it's a good time to explain to a lot of people ask why we do our, our podcast so late in the week, whereas so many others do them, you know, Monday night, Tuesday night. We are really big on getting a hold of the all 22 film. Um, and we like to look that over so that we can give you much more critical analysis of what we see. Uh, from the Steelers each week and so therefore it takes a couple days um, they don't they don't kick that out right away and uh, we, we just like to be able to look at that and break it down and see where plays worked and see where plays didn't work and why and and uh, so that's the reason we always go a little bit later in the week um, 
and and besides it's closer to the weekend and gives us reason to drink a little bit more um along with that too uh okay let's get to our predictions uh 2022 uh first of all what's the score of the buffalo game right now i heard you guys kind of 31 out what is it 31 10 bills wow should we just coronate these guys now? Because it's never going to end from the mafia. I'm telling you. I don't know. They've turned it up. Bills have turned the ball over a couple times, and they're still smacking they're still... the Rams. Wow. So, uh, okay. The mafia is some good dudes. Del Reed's a nice guy. Like Del is fantastic. They, the Del, Bills mafia is great. I mean, they're they're like any other fan base. Every fan base has its knuckleheads. And, and you know, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Somebody's a dog. All right. Hello, dog. Uh, all right. Let's start. Uh, AFC, we, we we know it's loaded. It's going to be tough. Uh, Bills are obviously staking their claim to that baby right now as I uh, speak. Uh, Ellie Finnerty, who do you like in the AFC East? I would maybe ask me second. About to get- I will ask Ryan Scarpino who he likes in the AFC East. Bills. Bills. Very good. Ben Anderson. Is Ben listening? Okay, then. Ben is thinking. Bills. Sorry, oh, I was muted. Go. Oh, that's quite all right. Thank I'm you. making Thank sure you. he wasn't choking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ellie, are you ready? Yeah, sorry about that. My roommate right. dogs got kind of loud. Um, what I'm really sorry. I didn't hear the question. Uh, the AFC East champion. Who do you got? Oh, the Bills. Bills. Very good. And Ian. Uh, Bills. Bills. Very good. And I will also take the Buffalo Bills. That is unanimous. Uh, Ryan Scarpino, the AFC South. Titans. Titans. Really? Uh, I, I agree with him. Titans right. won it last year yeah, without Derrick Henry. And yeah. True. Ben Anderson. Titans. Okay. I was hoping we were going to be different on this one, but. Uh, Ellie, who do you got in the AFC South? <laughs> it's best. Um, uh, Titans. Okay, and Ian, and refresh my memory what you said. Titans, yeah. They went last going, year without Derrick Henry, so yeah. I am going with the Indianapolis Colts. I was really hoping you were going to say Jaguars, but okay. No, well, I'm not that insane. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, I think Matt Ryan is going to have a great season. Uh, I, I, Jonathan Taylor is obviously very good. They, they got They're a few, on crack. Holes, few holes on defense, but I just think they win that. You're, you're betting money on Matt Ryan. Okay. I did. Matt Ryan was going to uh, uh, become the MVP. I just think he's going to have a good season. That's all I'm saying. And, and uh, you know, he might be Matty Ice some days. He might be Matty Puddles on others. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. All right. AFC West, Ryan Scarpino. Chargers. Ooh. All right. Ben? Nah, I'm taking the, the Chiefs. KC. All right. Ian, who did you have? Chiefs also. Also Chiefs. And Ellie, AFC West. AFC West? West. Um, Chargers. Very good. Um, and and let's see. So that's uh, uh, two and two. Two Who's and your two. Pick, Mark? Um, I'm telling you right now. I don't know what it is about the Chargers, but they always seem to be talked up and then they never come through. 
Right. And therefore, I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I, I was hoping saying... you'd say the Broncos. That would have been so much fun if you picked someone <laughs> off or the Raiders go off the board. Nah, I, I, I considered <laughs> it briefly, but I just I just think there's too much talent still in, in Kansas City. Uh, and then that leaves us with the AFC North. Ryan Scarpino, who do you got winning the AFC North? Oh, here we go. Ravens. Or the Rats. All right. Ben? Bengals. Okay. Ellie? Oh, rat birds. <laughs> Who? The rat birds. Rat birds? Okay. All right. And Ian, refresh me. Yeah, I said this earlier, but uh, as much as I hate to say it, it's the Ravens. All right. I, I think it's Bengals. Um, I think this contract thing is going to hang over Lamar Jackson. I just do. And, uh, I, I mean, obviously, I, I think he's a good guy. I want the best for him, except when he plays the Steelers. But um, I, I just think it's going to hang over him a little bit if they don't get this done by tomorrow. Um, okay, so in the AFC, there's your four division winners. Uh, who are your wild card teams? Ryan Scarpino. There are three of them now. Bengals, Chiefs, Broncos. Bengals, Chiefs, wow. Broncos. Outstanding. Ben Anderson. Chargers, Ratbirds, Steelers. Chargers, Ratbirds, Steelers. Three teams from the AFC North. Ellie. Steelers. Okay. Um, Chiefs and Broncos. Wow, another Broncos. Very good. Uh, Ian. Bungles, Broncos, Chargers. Colts just missed. Okay, very good. Uh, then then I'm going to go ahead with, I think the Titans will, will get a wild card in the south. Um, I think the Chargers will get a wild card in the west. And unfortunately, I think the Ravens will do just enough to get a wild card in the north. And there's your AFC. So who is coming out of the AFC, the American Football Conference? Ryan Scarpino. Uh the Denver Broncos. What? To go to the Super what a Bowl? Pick. I, I applaud that pick. Wow, that's a, that's that is a strong bold. pick. I love it. I love it. Ben? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the... God, I'm torn. <laughs> Chiefs-Bengals. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Okay, very good. Ellie? I think I said it last week. I think this is going to be their year if it's going to be any year. So I'm going to go with the Bills. Very good. Ian, yeah. your AFC Super Bowl team. Buffalo. I, I concur. Uh, if it's going to happen for those fine people in Buffalo after going 0 for 4 in four straight years back in the 90s, this is going to be the year. They, everything's there for them. It's set up. It's got to be the Bills coming out of the AFC. That takes us over to the NFC, the NFC East. Ryan Scarpino, who's your winner over there? Eagles. He likes the Eagles. The Eagles. Man, yeah. who do you got in the East? Cryboys. He's going with the Cowboys and Ellie. I don't want to say it, but the Cowboys. All right. And Ian? This one had actually been my hardest pick because the Cowboys offensive line is trash, but they have a better quarterback. But I think Philly improved a lot on defense yep. uh, in this year's draft. So I'm going to go with Philly just edging out the Cowboys. Very good. And I will also take the Eagles of Philadelphia uh, in Whoa. the NFC East simply because I hate Jerry Jones and I'll <laughs> do anything to make sure he doesn't make the division championship. 
in the NFC South, Ryan Scarpino. Saints. Whoa, he's on the nah. Saints bandwagon, baby. Ben, who do you got? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Brady's. Yeah. Who do you got? The Bucks. The Bucks. Very good. Ian? I don't know what it is about the last 20 years in the NFL that when teams are in a division with Tom Brady, they just lay down and do the stupidest shit fucking possible. The AFC East did it for years, and now the <laughs> NFC South is doing it. So I'm going to go with the Bucks. I, I That was brilliant. <laughs> that was personally correct. That was and it, it is personal at this point. Yeah, that, that would be the number one reason I'll go with Tampa Bay. Their offensive line has been completely decimated by – uh, injuries, but I, I don't care. It's still Tom Brady. He's still a good quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, Saints under uh, uh, Dennis Allen, I, I, I don't know. I like the Saints. I think they got some great receivers there and everything, but I, I don't know. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go Bucks too. Uh, NFC West. NFC West. Is it me? Yeah, right. Go for it. 49ers. The really? 49ers. No fucking way. Woo! Ben? The Rams, the team that's getting spanked tonight. Okay. They look terrible. They're they do against this team. Yeah. It's week one. It's week one, baby. Week one. Uh, okay. Okay. They'll win their division. All right. Okay. Ellie, who do you got? <sighs> this is a hard one. Yeah. <sighs> Watching them now, I. I, I know I, it's hard not to. It's week one when they're getting yeah. hammered. Yeah, that and be like, that's what they'll be like for the rest of the season. But I mean, if no, I'm I'm gonna say the Rams. Okay, very good. And Mr. Ian, uh, also the Rams, also the Rams. Um, I I will go ahead and uh, say the Rams as well. Uh, McVay, uh, although he he, you know, young guy and everything, but he's pretty talented at what he does. He'll get that ship righted pretty quickly and. Uh, I, I think they'll be all right. Uh, and then we have the NFC North. NFC Packers. North. Packers. Quickly, Scarpino goes with the Packers. Yeah. Ed Anderson. The Green Bay Aaron Rodgers is just, just too good. He's just too good. Ellie? Green Bay Packers. Wow, three Packers. Ian? Packers as well. <sighs> Okay. Minnesota's better, but they're not I, good. Right. I think they're better. I just don't know if they're that much better. I so don't I'm, get the Vikings hype at, at all. I mean, they're, like I said, I, they're better, but they're not good. I don't see yeah, that. Yeah. I think the Vikings hype is that they finally got rid of Mike Zimmer and has a coach with it, like, that actually knows how to run an offense. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. exactly right, Ian. Yeah. I, I, I too will take, uh, I too will take the Packers. Um, so, what are your three? Wild card teams here, Ryan, from the NFC. Um, Got some Buccaneers, someplace. Cowboys, and Cardinals. Whoa! All right. The Rams do not make the playoffs. Holy schnikes. Wow. Now there's a bold prediction. I am all about bold predictions. Ben Anderson, I'm, your three wild card. I'm, teams. I'm talking like 09. I see that. 09 Steelers not making like I'm, wow. I'm feeling like that kind of year for them. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay, I got uh, I got the Vikings, the Cardinals, and the Eagles. Vikings, Cardinals, Eagles. Very good, Ellie. Eagles, Saints, Cardinals. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, Ian. 
So unlike the rest of the crew, I am not a believer in the Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Saints, Cowboys, and 49ers with Minnesota just missing. Okay, very good. Now, that's interesting you said just missing. So I, I will go with the Vikings. I will go with the Saints. And I, I am also going to go with the Vikings. But here's my surprise team that will just miss the playoffs, the Detroit Lions. Nah, you're yep. a crack. They're they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> sneak up on a few people. I'm telling you, they're gonna win listen, four games this time. Listen, the Lions you. the Lions could be five games better than they were last year, and, and they'd still suck, and they'd still be seven and ten. <laughs> well, exactly. I didn't say they were gonna win their, the division or anything. Uh, okay, so who's coming out of the NFC to play your team in the AFC, Ryan Scarpino? Packers. So you've got a Packers. Broncos Super Bowl. Correct. Rematch Aaron Rodgers versus re- Russell Wilson. Rematch of Super Bowl 32. That would be pretty sweet. That also had Elway, two pretty Elway was the old guy at the time. That's right. Now you wow. got Rodgers as the old guy. Well, Favre was in that Favre game. Favre was too. younger and Wilson. Yeah. Favre. Yeah. Uh, ben Anderson. Coming out of the NFC, I got the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's. Wow. Okay, look at Lauren throwing in some Alex Ovechkin stuff, man. Look at this. I love it. Alex Ovechkin has a cop. Yeah, <laughs> but for most of his career, he came up short in the playoffs. Right. A, right. Couldn't, couldn't get past the Penguins. I, ben, yeah. who did you say they're playing? Your, your two teams in Super Bowl? I'm sorry. Uh, the Tom, the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's. That's right. And the uh, the Chiefs. So the Bucks, Chiefs, they've had some good games in recent years. Obviously yeah. a Super Bowl. But yeah. uh, I think they the play Chiefs. in the regular uh, season again this year, too. Do they? I do. Yeah, they're they both do. division champions, so they would play right. each other. Yep. Right. Uh, Ellie, who's your uh, NFC Super Bowl team and, and your AFC as well? You went with the Bills, so. um, I'm really not as certain on this side of on this conference, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say possibly Green Bay. And you had the Bills, right? Yeah, so it'd be Bills Green Bay. All right, so a frozen tundra kind of a Super Bowl. Yeah. Where is the Super Bowl this year? I don't even know. Arizona. Arizona. Okay, so much for frozen tundra. <laughs> Ian, who's your NFC representative? Mine is Tampa Bay because they have one of the few quarterbacks who actually knows how to get it done in the playoffs. Wow. And and you had who in the AFC again? Buffalo. So you got Buffalo and Tampa Bay as well. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, in the AFC coming out, I had the bills and in the NFC, I think it is much more of a crap shoot. And I I don't even know why I'm going to do this, but I've got this weird feeling. It's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe in Jalen hurts that much. It's not that I, I, I just think they surrounded him with some talent. The defense is better. Uh, the NFC, well, you think wrong, but okay. Well, I may think wrong. It wouldn't be the first time I think wrong. Um, I just got a gut feeling. Call it what it is. Um, and and uh, your your champion Scarpino, who's going to win it? Packers. Packers. Ben. Chiefs. Okay, Ellie. Bills. Very good, Ian. Bills. Good choice too. My selection is. That the good people of Buffalo, New York, finally get their revenge on Tom Brady after all these years and beat him in the Super Bowl and send him into retirement. Well, I'm sure Brady terrorized them in the regular season for so long. There will be any number 
So Any I'm picking stories on that. Buffalo over Tampa Bay and send Tom Brady into retirement with a <laughs> loss to the Bills. I I I think the Bills win it too. Um and I I have to admit I look forward to the party that those folks are going to have in Buffalo. Um it's deserved. They're they're good hardcore fans. They love their team up there and uh it's it's deserved. Um I want to finish up just a couple more Steelers thoughts here. Um TJ Watt uh, he's got some very stiff competition in his efforts to repeat as defensive player of the year. Ben Anderson, will he do it? I think he's got a pretty good shot at doing it. And it's because he frequently is in a position to make plays. Yeah. I don't want to say that they scheme him into position, but they kind of do. Mm-hmm. And they even do on, on passing plays where they put him in a spot. It's that, and he's got, great instincts like he's waiting yeah even when he's he's out in the flat he's waiting for something to happen and he he gets some turnovers that a lot of guys just wouldn't get because he's he's sitting there going i know it's coming there it is bang i I can catch this you know it's it's things along those lines it's it's the fact that he constantly looks for a way to pull the ball away from the ball carrier or the quarterback it's the fact that he's very good at getting tackles for loss which is such an underrated stat that nobody mm-hmm. pays attention to. They're like, yeah, sacks, sacks, sacks. A tackle for loss is the same damn thing. If you tackle a running back three yards deep in the, in the backfield, they lose the down and they lose three yards. It's the same damn thing. But we don't keep track of it because it's not as sexy, I guess. You're, no, you're right. I agree with um, you. Super important. So, so I think I think he's got a good shot. Okay. Um, will he? Oh, man, it's... Oh, it's it's a toss up. I know it, it is. Just, yeah, fifty one percent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scarps, what do you think? Does he repeat or finna come up short? I, I think he comes up short. He'll be in the conversation. But since yeah. the defensive player of the award, uh, defensive player of the year award began, and I believe it's seventy one, um, only three players have won it back to back years. Lawrence Taylor, his brother JJ. Uh, and then as recently as Aaron Donald. So the yeah. odds aren't in his favor right. to do it. Doesn't mean he's not good because he was arguably the defensive player of the year in 2020. Yeah. Um, but no, I actually, I'm going to go with Khalil Mack from the Chargers. Mm. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. Ellie, what do you think? So you got a shot at it here? I think he's always got a shot at it. I do agree that statistically the odds aren't in his favor. Um I think that he'll I, – I remember some, we spoke about it last week and someone did give the stats of how often someone makes it to 20-plus tackles back-to-back years, yeah. and it's very rare. Um, so I, I think I think he comes short, but he's definitely in the conversation, um, like what Ryan said. Yeah, yeah. Ian, what do you think? So I'm going to say no, Um but he's going to be in the mix because let's not forget TJ Watt played 15 played in 15 games last year. Two of them, he left early with injury and still tied the league record for sacks. So, you know, he'll definitely be in the mix. He'll, he'll definitely get his sack toes, especially if he's healthy for the whole year. Uh, But one thing that we've seen over time, with these offensive defensive player of the year's MVPs, it always goes to someone on a playoff team. The year two years ago, TJ Watt should have won it, but the Steelers mm-hmm. didn't make the playoffs and he didn't win it. 
um, yeah. and Aaron Donald won it. So I'm going to go with a guy who I think will make the playoffs uh, and a guy who maybe, I mean, TJ set the tied the sack record last year. Right. He definitely deserved it. Don't get me wrong. But a guy who had a fantastic overall season last year and I think is building a lot of buzz out of Harrisburg High School and Penn State, Micah Parsons. Yeah, he he's been a hot name. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be up there, and and, I, and I'm kind of like you guys. I I think he'll be in the mix. He'll be in those that discussion of three or four guys. Um, and I can see Donald again. I can see uh, Khalil Mack. I can see uh, Micah Parsons. So I'm not going to say who's going to win it, but I I think TJ will probably come up just a little bit short there. I'm going to go with uh, somebody who doesn't play for Dallas. Well. Yeah, any anyone but, right? I think Maybe. Parsons is so much better than everyone else on that defense, and Dallas gets so many primetime games that he's going to be in the eyes of a lot of voters as, wow, look how much better he is than everyone else on the field. That's a fair point. I, uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, the last thing is, um, before I get your predictions for Sunday's game, um, there's a lot of talk about George Pickens as a Rookie of the Year candidate. Ben, uh, what do you think? No. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And you know why? He plays for the Steelers offense, which isn't going to be very good. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. for, for putting it that way. But he's a tremendous talent. And if he had an, if he had a quarterback in an offensive line or a yes. quarterback or offensive line who could get him the ball and put him in a position to make plays regularly each week, then he might get it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to have that, that kind of, of opportunity as a Steeler this year mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he plays in Pittsburgh, which sucks. Right. But it is what right. it is. Uh, that, that's pretty well said. I, I, I was going to say almost the exact same thing, Ryan. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think he gets it. I don't think, I don't think Kenny Pickett will get it either. Um, no, that depends though. We'll, we'll see what happens. We talked about it earlier. Um, if, if the Steelers struggle, people are going to ask for Pickett. Um, yeah. But no, I, I think a guy like Chris Olave from the Saints or kid from the Jets, Brees Hall, um, or, or Drake London, he's at Atlanta. Somebody yep. like – I think they have better chances because I think that they're going to be more uh, – well, I don't know. I would say more used, but if I, Deontay's, I Deontay's out, Pickens might see some more work, but I, I don't, just don't think that's a good bet. Yeah. Okay. Ellie, what do you think? I think through no fault of his own, no. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing pretty much what the guy said, um, it's not the, the standard that we're seeing on the offense at the mm-hmm. moment is not set up for him to be able to showcase himself at his best. I don't think having the most playtime is going to result in the best outcomes for him just because of what he's got to work with with that line. And one or potentially two QBs, both new at this in this team, one being a rookie. Um, I just think that that is a lot of factors that play into um, building a cohesiveness that is necessary for wide receivers to showcase their best. So right. I think full short. Well said. Well said, Ian. Um, I I think the issue with Pickens is that he has a lot of competition at wide receiver. There's a lot of good – this was a really good w- rookie wide receiver class. Mm-hmm. No running backs were drafted in the first round. Only one quarterback was drafted in the first round. Quarterbacks always have an inherent advantage in any of these awards just For because sure. they're the guys with the ball in their hands. Like Kenny Pickett could come in at the Saints game and start eight games 
And if he goes six and three, have a better chance at winning the award than George Pickens would if he plays a whole season just because he plays quarterback. And yeah. it's just the premier position. Um, I would honestly love to see like one of the offensive linemen win it this year because there were some really damn good offensive linemen that were drafted this year. Like, could you imagine if Charles Cross won the offensive player of the year award? That would be incredible. Um, but it wouldn't happen. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna go to a no. skill position player. Um, but I think I think Ryan hit the nail on the head that you know, if if Pickens comes out of the year with comparable stats to a guy like Chris Alave or something like that, and you know, the Saints make the playoffs and the Steelers miss it. Um, and plus with with Alave in New Orleans, they've got a quarterback in Jameis Winston who's a gunslinger, who's not afraid, afraid to just fling the ball over the yard down the field, you know, let his guys make plays. So Alave's gonna have a bunch of big long touchdown plays this year. And I don't know if Pickens is gonna have those highlight real plays that you need to get on people's radar. Yeah, that's a good point as well. I, I, I can see that happening. Um, all right, guys, before we get out of here, I need your predictions for Sunday. Um, Steelers at the Bengals, 1 p.m. What the hell's their new stadium called? Pine. Oh. <laughs> What'd you say? She said Hines. Ah, she said my bad. Funny. I don't even know what the hell they call it. Uh, does anyone want to go first? Um, I'll go anyone? first. Anyone? All right, Scarp, let it rip, man. Steelers at Bengals, 1 p.m. Sunday. What do you got? Uh, yeah. Um, it's week one. Anything can happen. Steelers yes. beat the Bills. Steelers beat the Bills last year. And um, you know, one one thing about that game, it, it people remember is that the Bills missed chances early. Yes. Um, Josh Allen had a wide open Emmanuel Sanders for a bit. Uh, they they just talked about it on this opening kickoff. Isaiah McKenzie had a 75-yard kickoff return on the opening kick and the built like like so you know good for the Steelers for doing that anyway I don't see that happening on Sunday I think it's going to be very annoying I think it's going to be um a 10 point game most of the game Points. um and then I I think that uh eventually it'll end up 31-17 something like that okay. Bengals very good, very good. And uh, I what happened sure. to your first play pick six prediction? I'm still gonna say Bengals. Okay, all right. I'm gonna say <laughs> Bengals defense. Right. Fine. Bengals defensive touchdown. Bengals pick six on the first. Did I say first play? I don't know. I drink. Uh, I drink sometimes. Um, you did. You did. Once. I'm still yeah. gonna stick. I'm still gonna stick with a Bengals special teams or defensive touchdown. I, I think that there's going to be a splash play some somehow. And it's okay. gonna be like it's gonna be like Mike Hilton, and he's gonna wave bye bye, and all the Steelers fans are gonna get so pissed off. <laughs> uh, okay, Ellie Finnerty, what's your prediction? I predict a lot. I predict. Um, I don't even know if I predict a particularly high scoring game, okay. uh, but I think it will be. Just because division games always feel a little bit grittier, a little bit mm-hmm. on the worst days, I think you at least attempt to bring out your best on a division game. Okay. Um, but I think it's a, I think it's going to be a loss. Okay. All right. Very good. And uh, Ben disappeared, so let's go with Ian. Yeah, I'm getting like 2011 against Baltimore vibes from this game. Aye, which, aye, aye. I mean, we talked about, you know, Ryan had a great point at the beginning that this game is more about Cincinnati than it is about us and that, you know, they've we've beaten the crap out of them for so long. Uh-huh. 
that they they you know i think they really want to come out and kind of flex their muscles on us um and i think just the fact that i think we're going to struggle to move the ball a little bit we're going to wind up kicking a bunch of field goals where when they can you know hit big plays and score touchdowns so i'm going to go i'm going to go bengal's 41 steelers 16 oh my god uh, Ben, you're last to go, my man. Well, first, I just want to say that you guys and your negativity is rubbing off on Ellie, who's usually Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> and I'm ashamed of you. I really I am. <clears throat> and now I'm going to make a really horrible prediction. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Bengals 37, Steelers 7. Oof. And, and y'all call me negative. Everybody watching out there, you say I'm negative. The Steelers are going <laughs> to dink and dunk the ball all over the fucking place. And people are going to be pissed. Yeah. Uh, remember, remember, this is an offense that's still in flux. They're still they're still developing. They're not good yet. I'm just telling you straight up. They're not. And, and they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle to get in the end zone. And if and if if Chooks doesn't play and Deontay doesn't play, Mitch is going to have a bad day. And yeah. and and listen, I want to say this because George just said our D and special teams are awesome. George, appreciate you listening. But this defense is pretty much the same as it was last year. Yeah, this defense stunk. This defense better overall. be better at stopping the run this year. They better be a hell of a lot better at stopping the run this year before they call themselves good. They were a very good passing defense last year. Right. All you had to do was run the ball against them, and you won. And and just just real quick, I think everybody's done their prediction. Um, Deontay Johnson's still been having some shoulder issues since the Lions preseason game, um, and then it kind of popped up this week with Chukwuma for what what was his injury exactly? Back, back, back. And and, and I I could not agree more with with Ryan. If he can't go, it's man, it's gonna be bad. Um, we'll see. You know, it could just be back spasms. I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that that that's all it is. Um, as far as my own prediction, I, I probably fall in line with a lot of you guys. I, I as I said earlier on the show, I think Chris Boswell is going to be kicking a lot of field goals this year, uh, and I think he's probably going to have you know three. I think this week I, I'll take the Bengals thirty-four uh, sixteen. Um, I, I I I just think everything that's been said is accurate. The the crowd's going to be nuts. Uh, the offense is still in flux, especially the offensive line. Uh, I, th- I think we'll have our moments. Don't get me wrong, but I just think, you, you know, when you look at the athletes they've got on offense and you look at some of the players they've got on defense, I, I just, that's where I'm at um, with, with that particular like prediction. All wrong, though, of course. Sorry, Ellie, what? I was saying, like, I hope we're all wrong. Like, oh, I for God's sakes, yes. Well, yeah. We were all wrong week one last year. We all had Buffalo winning, I believe. Yeah, I definitely had Buffalo. Yeah. You know, so I, I will be more than happy to be be wrong. And I, I'm hoping the rust that the Bengals have offensively uh, does not get shaken off because um, they're going to be a little rusty. But, man, they're going to be excited to play uh, and host us and, and everything else. So um, anything else for the good of the order from any of you before I uh, move on? Uh, condolences to Ellie and all the British people out there on the passing of the Queen. Yes, uh, the uh, seventy-year monarch has uh, has passed. So yes, very uh, 
very sorry to hear that for for our Brit friend here. And uh, that will do it tonight on the SCB Steelers podcast. And again, thank you to our terrific sponsor, Deck Roofing of South Florida. And that'll do it. We'll be back next week to cover the entire Steelers-Bengals game. And then, of course, look ahead to the New England Patriots. And this is Steel Dad signing off for all you guys. Have a great night, everybody. And, hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck.